Hello and welcome to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday evening. And I am excited for all of you to meet my wonderful guest, Dr. Bob Paul. Dr. Paul is with Focus on the Family and Hope Restored. Dr. Paul, thank you so much for joining me on this program. Oh, it's great to be with you. Yes. And as all of you know, the name of my show is Journeys in Faith, the people who are our audience and even hello to your audience, Dr. Paul. And we usually start out with just a little bit about our guest and finding out about your own faith journey and how did you get involved in Hope Restored and working with Focus on the Family? Well, it's a long story, so I'll, I'll abbreviate it for you. Um, my faith journey is that I didn't grow up. Oops. We're good. Okay. I didn't grow up in a Christian family. I grew up in a, in a very non-religious family. Uh, so I really didn't have much faith experience. Um, I'm a musician and I was, I got involved in, in playing music full time and living a, a rock drummer's lifestyle uh, for quite a while, a lot of excess. Um, but it started to really feel as if it was leading me nowhere and I was looking for something more. Uh, I ended up meeting this gal who ultimately became my wife, who <clears throat> had fallen away from faith for a, a brief time, but had just recently, uh, at the time I met her, found her way back and was running headlong toward the Lord. Uh, fortunately, she was early enough in the journey that she'd consider having a relationship with a heathen like me, um, because otherwise, if she'd been too much further down the road, she wouldn't have given me a second look. But um, uh, we started a relationship. We got very involved very quickly. And uh, one of the things that we, we did have, we both are very stubborn and strong-willed, and we would fuss quite a bit about lots of things. But the one thing that I remember fussing a lot about were these issues of faith, because you see, I was I was interested in searching for everything, you know, looking at, at what whatever, all the different types of faith. I also had... Um, a kind of a prejudice against Christ and against Christians. I really didn't want the, the truth to end up there. Uh, I wasn't super aware of that, but I became more aware of it as I started interacting with my uh, very bright wife who realized quickly that arguing with me about these kinds of things was not very fun. So she started, she and the Lord got together and started asking me this question when we would fuss. She'd say, so you keep saying you're really searching for truth. I don't understand why you won't ask Jesus if he's real, because I know that if you will, he will reveal himself to you. And that just irritated me to no end. So I would try and sidestep as much as I possibly could until we hit a moment of pretty significant crisis in our relationship around several things. And um, I experienced the Holy Spirit in a moment that really got my attention. And... Um, uh, I agreed to it. I said, okay, if my, my search is going to have integrity, I've got to at least ask. Jenny suggested I started reading scripture, which I had never read a word of in my life previously. Uh, she sent me into the gospel of John and asked, and just to encourage me to pray. And over a month's period of time, I had a life-changing experience and actually accepted the Lord as my Lord and Savior the day before our wedding. Um, and, uh, Jenny had told me we had had part of the crisis was around, you know, her marrying me as a non-believer. And she told me she'd marry me if I did these things, no matter what. So I didn't know if I could trust her yet. So I didn't tell her till the day after we got married, just to make sure she was going to be true to her word, which I don't know why I felt that was important. But in those days, 43 years ago now, um, 
that that seemed important to me. And then, you know, our faith journey really did uh, continue to accelerate. And I just continued to have an amazing experience with the Lord. Now, I will tell you, Anne, that um, our faith journey has been pretty consistently growing, but we brought a lot of baggage into our marriage. So um, we had a lot of challenges in our relationship for um, just the first 30 years or so. You know, the last 13 have been pretty special, but um, the first three decades were kind of challenging, uh, you know, on and off. But uh, God has been faithful. And, you know, now we we do marriage conferences together. So it's really it's really transitioned into something pretty amazing. Wow. I'd love to hear your story and and thank you for sharing it, because I think the way that we can all grow is when we hear other people's faith journey and learn about their marriages. You know, marriage is never, ever perfect, I don't think. But when we have the Lord with us, when we can depend on him, when we pray together, when we share our faith then good things will begin to happen. And so I just thank you for your good work. And again, I just want to make that shout out, especially to my audience, is that there's two websites that you can go to. One is hoperestored.com to learn more about the work that Dr. Bob Paul and some of his other associates, especially Greg Smalley, correct? I mean, he's probably the, one of the main people that you've been working with for a long time That's with right. Stored. And also the Focus on the Family website, which is focusonthefamily.com. A lot of you are very, very familiar with Focus on the Family that's been around for so many decades and doing wonderful work. And so uh, tell us a little bit more then about, um, about Hope Restored. I know we're going to unpack a lot of this on the second half of the show, but maybe you can start us out by how did it start altogether? Well, um, so... One of the things that Greg and I have had in common, which is kind of interesting, is that we both have celebrity parents in, the, in, in our field. You know, Greg is the son of Dr. Gary Smalley, um, who was an amazing man of faith and, um, you know, did, did so much for Christians around, around healthy relationships and healthy marriage and so forth. Um, I am the son of, of a couple of um, secular marriage and family therapists who became authors and um, celebrities in their own right wrote, wrote, you know, very, very successful books and so forth. So I grew up just like Greg, you know, immersed in that. And um, uh, when I, uh, when I found faith, it was a you know, number of years after that, that Greg and I connected and um, I had had my stepmother mentor me in this form of therapy. I'm a marriage therapist by trade. Um, and um, uh, this type of therapy that she had developed to do intensive counseling with couples. So we work with couples um, eight hours a day for, you know, three, four, five consecutive days. We do a lot of work in groups and so forth. And it's, and um, she, she had a hand in developing a form of that type of work. And I got to be mentored by her. Um, we, we got to the end of our working relationship, my faith, it became clear that I needed, she, because she's not a believer, I needed to, to do more in the faith area. Um, and then Greg and I got connected. I was a college professor at that time, and Greg's wife was a graduate student of mine, um, and she was getting her counseling degree. And um, she said, you've got to meet my husband, you know, when she learned more about what I was doing. And Greg basically said, this, and this is really how the program got started. I started working with Greg uh, at a clinic that he was developing and he started finding out about the work that I had done 
And he said, you know, I wonder if you could help me uh, manage a, an issue that my dad has had in his ministry for at that time, 25 years. He said, you know, couples would watch one of his videos, read one of his books, hear him speak somewhere because he was all over the place at that time. And they would they would try and put the, the, the uh, principles into practice and they'd crash and burn. And they would call up from all over the world and basically ask Gary if they could, or somebody there, if Gary could work with them to help them figure out why it wasn't working. Well, Gary really wasn't a therapist. Gary was an amazing man, was, a, was, a, was more pastorally trained. Um, and, and he knew better. I mean, he worked with some high celebrity people, but that wasn't his calling. So he would say no, but these people would keep calling. So Greg said, could you help us design a program that would enable us to say yes to these people? And I thought, I'd mainly worked with Pete, with individuals, but I thought, sure, we could transition this to couples. So I got the, the privilege of standing up in front of this group that God and Greg had been assembling and said, okay, here's what I know. How do we make this work with couples? And uh, we, we developed the program that has now, you know, almost 25 years later, we've seen um, over 13,000 couples from all over the world. I mean, every state in the United States and last count, 30 foreign countries we have five locations in the United States, three in Canada, and close to 100 therapists that are on the team and have one of the highest success rates I know of in the world, helping couples in crisis get to the other side of that. So that's the, that's the, 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 the brief history of how Hope Restored got started. Wow. What an amazing story. And it's interesting how, you know, whenever there's something that starts like that, that is really brought together by God, right? And totally. there's going to be such, um, you know, a pathway that he makes for it to be successful. And so I just want to congratulate you on your good work. And I have a feeling that this is really going to explode even more and excited for you and for Hope Restored and, and what is to come to being able to help those families, really to help them to learn about the beauty of marriage, right? The gift of the, the couple and how God designs for marriage to really help to make society a better place, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yes, that's true. And I have to share a quick personal story is that way back in the early 90s, I've been married for 34 years. My husband and I purchased the Gary Smalley marriage set, which was on VHS for those of who are watching who are a little bit older and remember the VHS tapes. And we really got a lot out of it and it, it helped to restore and help us to see the beauty in our own marriage and to be able to move forward and now being married so many years. So we're very grateful to Dr. Smalley and his work and, and look what, look where that led, right? For his son and for the work that you're doing with Hope Restored. And so uh, he was, he was an amazing man. I miss him terribly. Um, he, he mentored me and Greg and a bunch of other people in, he was so generous and very open-handed and loved the Lord. Like, like, I don't know anybody that, that have, I've ever seen more passionate about their faith than Gary. So yeah, I'm just very honored and you know, had the opportunity to write a book with him. Uh, Greg and Gary and I wrote a book called the DNA of relationships a number of years ago, which has done very well. And just to kind of share what we had been learning. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. He he touched a lot of lives in a very powerful way. Mm. And and it's interesting to see, as I said, how the Lord has worked in bringing you and Greg together and working with Hope Restored. We do have to take a brief break, so we will be back in just a minute or two here on Journeys in Faith.
Welcome back to Journeys in Faith on this Friday evening. Great to be here with all of you and my wonderful guest, Dr. Bob Paul. And during the first half, Bob talked about his faith journey and the work that he is doing with Hope Restored, uh, Focus on the Family, and and the person that he's working with, which is Greg Smalley, the, the son of Dr. Gary Smalley. And so they're doing amazing work. Now, you wrote a book called Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. I wondered if you could talk a bit about the book. Yeah, you know, um, again, we've worked with so many people over so many years. We noticed, we started noticing uh, some years ago that, that um, people were being taught um, things about relationships by well-meaning people that really believed what they were sharing that really were set up for failure. And um, we spent a lot of time on our team as marriage therapists unraveling these lies. Um, and we, we said, you know, there is a number of them that are showing up over and over and over again. And I'm thinking it would be a good idea to, um, to write these out so people could see them and, and contrast the lie with the truth. So um, um, I talked to Greg about it. He thought it was a great idea too. So we started writing the book and it started out, it was going to be seven lies that will destroy your marriage. But then we got these, we, we, we remembered two more. We go, ooh, 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 we got to have those in there. So it then became nine. And then the publisher pushed back and said, okay, we see where this is going. By the time you're done writing, it's going to be the 13 lies that destroy your marriage. We said, no, 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 there's more, but we'll stop at nine. So that's how we ended up there. But so it's not, it's not, comprehensive, it doesn't capture them all. But what we've noticed, Anne, is that, like I said, that that people are out there trying to help us. They're really not trying to hurt us. And they're teaching us things, the culture, and unfortunately, at times, the church uh, are teaching us some ideas that that they don't realize are setups for failure. And we uh, um, and we want to help people to see that they're, they're also, at times, kind of half-truths. They're close. And there's elements of truth in it, but that it sets them up to, to fail. And when they fail because they've been told this is the way it works, they're left to, to assume only one of two things could be the problem. It's either there's something wrong with me because I can't make it work, or I've got a defective spouse and that's the problem, or both. And what we found most of the time is that it's really not the people that are the problem when a marriage is struggling. It's that they're believing things that aren't true. They're trying to work strategies that can't work and they don't know it. So that's our, that's one of the things that we get to do is help people see some of these ideas that are setups for failure. Yeah, that's good to know because I believe there are a lot of lies that people believe in our society right now about marriage. I mean, would one of them be that people are striving for this in, in air quotes, we'll say like the perfect marriage when the perfect marriage has to, I would believe, and I think you agree that it has to include God and that relationship that you have with him and coming together in prayer and having that commonality of letting God into that relationship. Would you agree on that? Well, I would say that that's true in that, you know, um, the reality is none of us are alive except for the hand of God sustaining our life. There is no life apart from God, but, but a lot of people don't know that. So the relationship with your creator and sustainer becomes really, really important because there is no life apart from him. And trying to, to live apart from him is actually foolishness since, since we can't pull it off. 
there's a way he created things to work. And when we get outside of that, we're destined to fail. So to, to get to know our Lord and Savior and then draw close to him so that we can learn from him the way he created us and our lives and relationships to work so we can draw into that and, and, and um, structure our life around those truths that, that are um, immutable, can't change. They're his way of doing things. Um, that's the setup for success. So yeah, we put a lot of emphasis in that and you know, we're very okay with people who haven't found that yet, but our goal would be to help them to see the light. Yes. Yeah. That that's awesome. I wondered if you could share now, of course you don't need to name names, but how have you seen some lives be transformed by the truths? I mean, I know you've probably helped so many people and you know, you don't, you don't want to get too detailed, but maybe give us some information about how you've seen it help others. Well, I can, I can tell you some of the things that people are um, succumbing to, and we see lots of versions of this. Um, and, it can, and unfortunately, like I said, sometimes um, we find that, that the, the ideas, the messages are being um, um, shared through our faith. And, and I'll give you an example, um, just one of my little pet peeves. Uh, I, I love marriage, but I'm not real big on weddings anymore because I go to these weddings and I hear the things that they're telling these young people getting married. And there's moments where they say stuff and I want to I want to stand up and start shouting, which, of course, you know, would make me a pretty unwelcome guest. But but I want to say, no, don't tell them that you're setting them up to need me. And I want to go up to them afterwards and give them my card and say, you're going to probably need this at some point. You might want to hold on to it, which would be very inappropriate. But one of the things that I see in church services that drives me nuts is the unity candle. I absolutely despise the unity candle. And, you know, it's had so many services. You know, you've got the two candles representing the individuals and then the large candle in the center that represents the relationship. So what happens is people come up and they light the candle representing their life. And then they take those individual candles and then they, they, they lean forward and they light the center candle. And here's what gets me. Then they go and they blow out the individual candles, which which and it's terrible theology, because the reality is that in marriage, there are three entities that matter, the husband, the wife and the relationship. But only two of those are eternal. Jesus said very clearly in two of the Gospels, we will not be married in heaven, which is hard for my little heart to get around because I adore my wife and the thought of being with her for eternity and her not being my wife anymore is hard for me to get around but i just trust that the day i get there and see her if she goes first and then jesus puts his arm around me and explains to me how it works i'll go oh, okay i get it now but at, the, at this moment i can't see it but i know it's true because i know he wouldn't lead us astray on that so here's the problem with the unity candle it basically says you you um marginalize or, or minimize the importance of the individuals and you make the relationship, which is temporal, temporary, the important thing. Well, that's crazy. The marriage needs to support the eternal beings, not the other way around. Now, we think that you need to invest in all of them. You need two healthy people creating a healthy relationship, but it's not ignoring the people because we have to be, Jesus wanted us to be full, whole and healthy. He said in John 10, 10, I came that you would have life and have it to the full. He doesn't want us empty vessels. He wants us full, 
whole and healthy so we can show the world what's possible with him and our marriage hopefully will help us be that so that's that's one of those ideas that people don't get and they're set up to fail if they think it needs to all be about the relationship and ignore them yeah that it makes sense in saying the fact that we're still individual humans with with souls right god has a, a purpose for each person in their vocation of marriage and in their vocational lives just in whatever they do occupationally too right and and who they are in the world and that marriage the marriage itself they they are one one unit but they are also still two individual human beings and so yeah i appreciate that explanation and i think that the work that you're doing with this book and in hope restore the nine lies that will destroy your marriage is a book that people who are watching this show might want to consider going to Amazon and purchasing. Now, is there another way? Is it on Kindle? Can they buy it on your website? Are there other places? Is it, is it a, an Audible too? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the book. You know, the book. There's a uh, an Audible version of it. Uh, you can get it. You can get it anywhere they sell books. Uh, um, you know. Barnes and Noble and whatever it's been out for a couple of years now, so it's it's done well, uh, and it and it is available. Um, and then of course you can get it on the Focus on the Family website. So you know there's there's a variety of different places. It's not hard to find, um, which is good. And the the ideas are elusive to many people, but the the book itself is accessible. So uh, yeah, we're 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 excited to to have that in print now, so people can can get access to these ideas. And I think it might be a good gift for newly married couples, if I'm correct, that you just men mentioned about m marriages and weddings. Uh, if someone is watching this video, it's airing in February 2024. Uh, it might be, you know, there's sometimes those, those springtime or summertime weddings. I mean, this could even be something that you could give as a gift uh, in addition to something, you know, something else in a wedding gift and or even to that couple that's been married maybe a year or two. Um, so I, I think it's a, a wonderful thing that you're doing and working with Focus on the Family who's been around for so many years and many people are already fully aware of Focus on the Family. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share about the ministry itself or things that might be happening in 2024 that you'd like the audience to be aware of? Well, yeah, there's some. We've got a lot going on. Focus is a very is a large ministry. Um, we we have obviously a lot of resources for marriages, but we have a lot of resources for parents. We have uh, an advocacy where you know foster care and adoption and and pro life issues and things of that nature are very much um, promoted there, and lots of resources there. So there's a lot that Focus has to offer to a lot of people at different stages of their life. Um, one of the things that we've also recently developed for couples in crisis, since that is a big part of what I'm involved with, Greg and I created a, a, a mentor program called Marriage 911, and it is really outstanding. Um, and and if if you if your audience, anybody in your audience is thinking, you know, we're doing pretty okay, and would love to help others who are struggling. You don't have to be a therapist. This is for this is a program that will give a mentor couple a 16-week program. It's based on nine lies. It's based, it, it follows the book chapter by chapter, but it's got a workbook for, for each of the couple that's struggling and a leader's guide. There's amazing videos that our team produced to kind of share the content ideas, 
as well as to give training to the, the couples that want to be a mentor. And all you really have to do is give them the book and uh, their workbook and then follow step by step, week by week, this guide. We meet for you, you meet for eight weeks, the husband with the husband, the wife with the wife uh, alone. And then the last eight weeks, you meet together as a couple. But it is dynamic. And we have seen uh, mentors that aren't trained therapists help couples who are in trouble turn it around in an amazing way just by following the guide. Wow, that's incredible. And is that on the hoperestore.com website? No, that one you got to find on Focus on the Family. Okay. Um, you, you find that on the main site. The Hope Restored site is really just for the crisis counseling program. But on our, our main website, the Marriage 911 program's there and all the information about it. And it's, it is amazing. Um, so remember that to the audience. I'll just say the Marriage 911 program through focusonthefamily.com. So make sure that you purchase that, learn about it, and let your friends know about it too. Would you have any final words before we end? We're coming close to the end of the program. Yeah, the only thing I'd like to say is that, you know, we're really not about just keeping people together for the cause. We only have really one definition of a great marriage, and that's a relationship that both people love and love the direction it's headed. And it's what's interesting is it's not really critical that you love the marriage for the same reason, as long as you both love it. My wife, Jenny, and I at this point love our marriage. If you were to take a detailed list of what we love about it, you're going to see two very different lists. But we both love our marriage. So when we're working with people who are struggling, our goal is to help them figure out what it would take for them to love the relationship and where it's headed and help them figure out how to create enough of that for both of them that they can both be thrilled with what God has done in them and through them. So we're really about people having great marriages that give a testament to what's possible with Christ and nothing short of that. Mm. Beautifully stated. And I thank you so much for being a guest on my program. And I also invite your audience to subscribe to my YouTube channel and DeSantis on YouTube. Dr. Bob Paul, thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on Ann. God bless. And we'll see all of you here on my next program. We're the first and third Fridays of every month at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. See you then. The St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith was founded in 2015 by the Mercedarian Religious Order with a mission to make pastoral outreach to families in crisis. The friars came together after attending the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia with hopes of creating a foundation which could help those families and individuals who have faced tough times and need to know that the church cares and is there to help. Since that time when we were founded, the foundation has helped hundreds of families by offering prayer, priestly consultations, podcasts and videos, and programs and events. Whether it is something to do with divorce or separation, trauma, job loss, loss of a loved one, relationship issues, or other crisis, the foundation has seen lives transformed through the services we provide. Pope Francis has referred to our world as a field hospital, where there are a great deal of individuals and families who feel abandoned and they need the special outreach of those who truly care and wish to show the face of God to others. As a foundation, that is what we do every day. 
and we're grateful to people like you who help to make a difference for families in crisis. Please pray for us and for our mission. Would you consider a one-time or recurring gift? Please go to nanatas.org to donate. Thank you sincerely from all of us at the St. Raymond Nonatas Foundation for freedom, family, and faith.